Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You don't know who I am? Get the fuck out! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rue Cap. Pat DeBear here, and I am excited to dive into the ninth episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 7, All Winners. We are inching ever so close to finding out who will win and take the title of Queen of All Queens. I am being joined today by another one of my new Chicago buddies, who I have actually, I think, mentioned on... A couple of other podcast episodes, because when we are in the same room together, uh, we will start to quote lines from the snatch game at each other at the bar, and I—it's one of my favorite things to do now. There are a couple of like little—I guess you'd call them little inside joke things that that I have with a couple of people up here, and uh, and the—is that my camera? And. Uh, is there is there time for one more are some of my favorite things to do now so dear listeners i would like to introduce tc to the podcast what's up tc hello 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 i figured that's really the only way that one could greet anybody on (laughs) on a podcast about rupaul's drag race recapping oh damn if i only had the squeaky door opening noise that would have been perfect oh i love it so how is uh how's your day going it's uh it's a hot yet i guess it was kind of rainy day in chicago earlier yeah it's been it's been gross but um that day overall is totally fine excited to kind of talk shop about something that is just really enjoyable this season and is very refreshing in terms of any other season that they've done before so 
um, looking to hear your thoughts and and also share mine, I guess. I know. I'm excited. We There was a point where we were doing this more often. We were doing recap episodes weekly back in the day, like All-Stars 2. We did it for a couple of different seasons. But Oral, who you met, actually got to, you actually got to meet Oral from yeah. our podcast. At first I was uh, like, what are we talking about now? <laughs> Oral was in town here in Chicago on a layover on Friday. So I got to see him and I brought him out to the Sofo Tap. Uh, so you could see one of my places of employment. The other is my office where I'm recording this. Um, and the reason I say I guess it was raining is because I actually have my work computer facing the wall. So I don't actually look out the window because my personal stuff is facing the windows in my office because I feel like that is more of a time when I should be able to see the outside world is when I'm doing things that are enjoyable to me. It's a nice separation but, of church and state, honestly. Exactly, exactly. Um, but when Oral was getting really busy in his life, we kind of took a step back. And a lot of the seasons just really haven't, I personally haven't felt the the need to do recap episodes for every episode. We'll, sure. we'll convene maybe at the midway point and then for the finale and we'll do kind of like two half uh season recaps and i think that's all this was really needed for most of the seasons lately yeah but when this season started the first two episodes came out and i was so enamored by the cast of queens the challenges the whole thing that i immediately was like nope we've got to do this this is going to be something that's going to be a weekly podcast again and um I just decided to put a whole bunch of extra work onto my plate for this. So <laughs> I, I'm happy though, because it has been such a pleasure, not just to watch this season, but then to bring other people on who have never been on the show before, sure. who are bringing a fresh uh, opinion and take on the Queens, the seasons, the looks. It's not the same, you know, a couple of us from, from the show, just talking about the same thing over and over again. So yeah. it's been a a one of the best things that I've done in the last nine weeks has been doing these recaps or eight weeks, I should say, because it was a double episode. The last two months, like these doing these recaps has been great. So I am so excited to have you on. And I I know there are a couple I know a couple of things that we've chatted about over the course of the last two months, but I'm excited to hear the overall take. And for you to share that with our listeners. Sure. Um, before we jump into actually talking about the season, I, when, after uh, Snatch Game, I was like, I want a t-shirt that says, is that my camera? But I never really, like, sought out, like, Jinx's website or or looked for anything. And I think when I looked originally, there was nothing there. And then I was scrolling through... I don't, I, maybe Instagram, and I saw somebody wearing, an, is that my camera's shirt? And I was like, oh my god, there's merch with it? And I went to Jinx's website, only smalls, mediums, and larges are available. Ugh. Everything else is sold out. And I was like, how much weight can I lose in one day? <laughs> That's also very relatable to uh, Jinx um, gluing 
moment with her um, last last runway creation that Trinity did not make for her, uh, where she's like, how much weight can I lose in one episode? <laughs> she's like trying to, I was like, that would not fit my thigh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I, looked at I it and was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad that she is definitely banking on one. I just how awesome she is, but just how I, I, I hate to use the word iconic. I think it's thrown around too much, but it really is just such a memorable moment and a huge standout for the entire franchise overall, whether you're thinking the international seasons, all stars or just the regular, you know, us one, uh, make your money, like absolutely make your money. And honestly, let me give you some, like <laughs> I want mm-hmm. a t-shirt also. Um, so hopefully <laughs> after this, I'm going to uh, look that up and see if they've refreshed their larger sizes. Cause <laughs> Uh, I, I need a bigger size. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm snatched, and I need a bigger size than you. So trust. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not that snatched. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. And what what I need you to do? We need to make this promise to each other now. Is that if we go on and we see that they've replenished oh, sizes that it. include X's. Yep. For me, multiple. Uh, we will let each other know so oh, sure. we can purchase these these shirts. I I would love a little decal because it's a cute little like it's just it's adorable. Yeah, and I would even take it as like a sticker, like Jinx, if you're listening, because I know that she listens. Uh, ah, that's so put cool. that on put the, put that on some uh, some decals. Jinx doesn't listen to this. But... But anyway, uh, so let's dive into All-Star Season 7, the All-Winners Edition. How are you liking the season so far? Everything from season from Episode 1 to Episode 8. What are your thoughts, highlights, lowlights, things that are just tickling your fancy from the first eight episodes? Oh, that's a big, big question. Um, I... One, when they announced that it was, you know, all winners season, I, I thought it was a very cool idea. I was like, oh, finally, like people have talked about this for ages and ages. I think the queens that welcomed the invitation are all uh, actually amazing. They just bring something so unique to the table that's all their own. Um The most refreshing thing I'd say about this season is how much... Uh, love and positivity there is which is a different filter than we've seen in the past like Rue's not yelling I don't want to see any fucking H&M on the runway or you know anything like that which has its place but um, with this season it almost feels like a love letter to the franchise of as as like a standalone where you know the queens are going home they're able to try new things they're really able to like explore um, and they're also just having so much fun and seeing them just like, okay, like guys, we're, uh, you know, y'all, we're going to be um, secluded from the world for, you know, three months of filming or, you know, however long production might take for them. We're not going to see our friends and family, but we, we got our own little, little group of, of family here and seeing the relationships that they're building and just being able to find joy in what they love to do and being able to do it with people that they love instead of all the cattiness that could come out of a type of reality 
competition show that a lot of producers will feed or even, you know, stir, stir the pot on. Uh, that is definitely for me, the biggest, uh, biggest enjoyment for myself and like biggest thought on this season. I love it. I love it. And I, I absolutely agree with you. I was just thinking as you were, were talking about that, about the being secluded and sequestered away from, from the world, because we're talking 12 episodes. It's about 24 days of filming. So they're gone for about a month, a little over a month, probably. Um, what I would almost love to see, because these are queens that know each other, for the most part, know each other so well, the 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 kind of outliers a little bit would be an Evie, a Jada, and Vivian. a Viv to a little bit, yeah. to a lesser extent. Because, I mean, Viv has been very big in the UK drag scene. She was the sure. uh, UK drag ambassador before drag race was a thing over there. Yep. So she's worked with a lot of the girls, but to a different extent and has a, had a different relationship with them. Um, so aside from them, all of the other Queens have been around and in the franchise and touring for a lot longer. So you get to see a little bit of a different connection with them versus a lot of the all-stars cast even. So the, the main seasons, most of them don't know each other. And yeah. if you do, you have like five New York Queens, uh, yeah. but they still aren't all like, Oh my God, we're the best friends because you have somebody like Thorgy who is portrayed as like, why the fuck is Bob still here and doing yeah. this shit? Even though or, they're friends. Or, or the Ms. Cracker Aquaria like drama of she's stealing my looks. People always compare us to each other. I'm like, I, I, there's a time and a place for the drama, but this season is, you're absolutely right. Like seeing the dynamics they've made out actually working before coming back mm -hmm. and committing to production for, you know, X amount of time. Yeah, I I would almost love to see it in a in a Big Brother style or Top Chef style where they're all living in like a loft together. Oh, sure. Because they're because they have such close like relationships. I would love to like that could have been it replaced Untucked with like that, <laughs> and I would have been in. It would have been the so much better. Streaming. I don't watch. Yes. Um, I don't watch Big Brother or or Top Chef really. Um, but what I have seen, like I'm familiar with like the, the structure of it all, it's just such a big commitment, but like thinking of a, a live stream of stuff, just what they would probably get into, like seeing the untucked with them impersonating other Queens would be like, I feel like that would be like a Tuesday afternoon for them. They like come back from production and like, you'd have, uh, Jinx and Jada doing bumps of Taheen or whatever. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, okay, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, I feel like that that type of energy would just be in the house all the time. Um, or cut to shaving, like, these bitches are loud. I cannot concentrate, which I could absolutely vibe with. That's <laughs> yeah. me a lot of the times. But I do, I, I do think it would be interesting to see kind of like the behind the scenes them living in and uh dealing with each other rather than you know just sitting in a hotel room yeah and uh, i mean you know maybe yeah. not maybe maybe less of like the the big brother like 24 7 watching them but top chef um 
has a like they're much smaller scenes of the loft that they live in yeah and some of the dynamics or just some of those little bits and you can have that untucked feel exactly what you're talking about like that being a tuesday afternoon with them doing impersonations having it in such like a, a more relaxed environment i think would be it's such an interesting take on it yeah and with this group of girls or with th- these queens that have been around each other and known each other for so long i think would be phenomenal so i mean world of wonder if you're listening please don't sue us first of all and second (laughs) i'm just saying we could work on this we could work on this um so one of the things that i mentioned obviously as i was introing you on this episode is our love of jinx's snatch game um would you say that that is your your top moment of the season so far? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's definitely the standout for sure. I mean, the most quotable, the thing I will quote more than I should, I'm sure. Um, that is definitely, definitely a standout. And I mean, one of the best performances in, in my opinion ever on, on the show. Um, but yeah, that is that. And honestly, the, the next one that comes to mind is Raja's snatch game. Like I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. I thought she was a kind of rock that episode also. So I don't know, but that one really also stands out her being, um, the puppet, which was just delightful and so, so unique and creative. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, her portrayal of Madam was amazing. And her Diana Vreeland was so ridiculous and so, so much more elevated than the one other time that we've seen it on yeah. Snatch Game back in season eight. Like that really, uh, Robbie Turner's impersonation felt like someone who was just trying it out for the first time yeah where raja's was like a study in being diana vreeland yeah and, um, and, and, so delightful yeah and i agree with you i think that raja was uh a bit robbed out of a win in that episode i think she should have won but i feel like the plunger came into play and they wanted to showcase uh it being a a tactical advantage and uh and and taking away a star at that point so yeah i do love the plunger aspect that shay has created this through line of of knowing like i know something you don't know it's so funny because it's for me something i would absolutely do because you know you're taking something that is supposed to be this like big negative like you're blocked you can win, but you're not going to get a... <laughs> and her just being like, no, I mean, once you're blocked, you, you learn something. And it growing, and everybody just, uh, without t- discussing it, accepting and building on that to the point where Raj is like, block like i need to know like if i don't get blocked i'm going to be pissed and uh, i guess maybe spoilers like looking forward to the next episode but the preview of her realizing it all 
and like calling them out. I, I just can't wait to see that actual moment because I just find it hysterical. And every week she's always like, girl, you're going to like, are we going to run with this? Or are you going to be the one to like burst everyone's bubble? <laughs> you can't believe that this is like the longest running storyline of the entire season is this secret of the plunger that has lasted what like seven episodes because trinity was the first blocks and then shay was the second block so it would be from the second episode yeah so actually from like the third episode i guess yeah yeah, yeah. i guess would be the third technically yeah so it'll take almost seven episodes to finally just end the storyline of (laughs) there really is no secret of the plunger (laughs) The secret of the plunger is that the, it's not platinum, it's gold. It's gold. <laughs> and I'm colorblind, and I'm like, that is not platinum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even, I, I still don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but hey, I yeah, love that that's a running joke amongst, yeah, it's the the best running joke amongst every uh, podcaster or uh, recap episode is that it's that it constantly is referred to as the platinum but really gold plunger? Yeah, like that's the secret of Ray the plunger. Does it? Yeah, Bob does it on pit stop. We do it here. Like every single thing that I've I he, I listen to that is a, a recap always makes that same joke, and I I live for it. And I we only have two more episodes with it because then wow, yeah, actually, actually only one more because episode ten there'll be a blocking. But there is no reason to block anybody in episode 11 because it's the end of the stars. So the plunger only yeah. has one more one more episode left. Oh, we're going to have to we're going to have to buy our commemorative platinum but really gold plungers at Drycon 2023. <laughs> My bathroom is going to get a total upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? I want a little platinum platinum plunger keychain. <laughs> Uh, I just I'm picturing now like walking into somebody's bathroom and they really do have a stoned plunger. I'm like, this is not sanitary. <laughs> Give me the E6000 and uh, a, a couple gross of stones and let's go to town. Let's make our own. I'm I'm down. It's my weekend project. Uh, so speaking of the secret of the plunger and the blockings that will be happening. Let's dive into episode nine of All Star Seven. Yes, this is the dance like a drag queen episode. So the queens enter the workroom. Jada has finally been blocked, and now if there was any queen that I would have expected to. Not go along with the secret of the plunger, not even intentionally, but just because she is a little ditzy. Yeah, I would have thought that Jada would have been the one to spill the beans. Agreed, it would have been an accident, but yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. I I was waiting for her to walk back in and be like, "Bitches, what the hell are y'all talking about mm. with the secret? Nobody told me nothing." Better, it's like <laughs> it when do you done. find out the secret? They didn't yeah. like production didn't pull me aside. <laughs> But she didn't. She kept it going and even got Raja going even more and saying that um, maybe they won't even block her. So that way she will never know she what the know. secret is. 
She'll be the one on the outside looking in. I loved it. Which is the craziest thing, but at the same time, the funniest, funniest thing that I have heard, and I love it. Um, so there's not a ton that happens. This is all we all quickly move on to RuPaul entering the workroom. There wasn't even a video message this week. It was like they walked in and Ru walked yeah. out and they were like, yeah. Hey girl. Oh, hey. <laughs> they were like, the, the door didn't even squeak. We didn't even hear you come in. <laughs> so Rue comes in and tells them about their maxi challenge for this week. So they are going to take part in a dance challenge, a viral social media dance challenge. Yeah. Because we can't use the words TikTok. Uh, but we'll bleep that out and just... post at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can't use the word beep beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they are going to create viral dance trends yep. for social media. However, this isn't necessarily, and, and I think Rue even says says this so uh, uh, you know as much as in the description. It's essentially a dance challenge, but it's a branding challenge. Correct, it's a comedy yes. challenge. the The real core of what they're doing is selling themselves and needing to do something that is going to be true to their brand. Yep. That's going to represent them. That's also funny. That's also entertaining. Which most of the queens have been doing this long enough. They know what their brand is. But I think in the overall, it's the queens that know their brand, but can expand it into ways that you would not imagine that that is on brand for them Yeah, is really the, the challenge here. Yeah. So the girls are, the girls are talking in a, like in the little circle and going through what is your brand. And most of it's pretty, pretty on point, pretty much things that we expect, you know, Evie talking about having no bones in her body. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's my favorite. She's, they're like, what's your brand? She's like, I don't know, not having bones. I'm like, yeah. It's like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Trinity talking about tucking. Yep. Uh, you know, these are, these are all things that we really, we know. These are the things that we expect. And we want to see something elevated. They're legendary legends. So let's see what you can do with it. Yeah. So Rue comes in again, gets him like five minutes and is like, all right, what'd you come up with so far? And does a couple of, of chit chats with the girls. Did anything stick out to you from the conversations that Rue had in the walkthroughs? For before going to film the, this challenge. Oh, abso absolutely. There are several things from that. Is one, um, I mean, Rue says it in himself all the time that he's a fucking marketing genius. And I, I cannot deny that. I mean, the man has franchises now all over the world. Uh, and I mean, we're just 
churning these out. It's like America's Next Top Model. <laughs> like we are, I mean, we are churning and people are still loving it, whether you're, you know, gay, straight, whatever. Um, in this, him, it, I think even too, before they get to that, when he's announcing or introducing this idea of the maxi challenge, saying it's a masterclass on, on branding. And he really does show how simple it is. It's, it, it's like Monet talking about like, wait, is it really that like, it's this, it's a branding dance challenge. Is it that simple? And then it cut to Monet and Rue talking and Monet is like, well, there's this idea and this is where I'm going to go. And it gets a little like um, lengthy in terms of explaining and a little more ethereal and Rue's like, your name is Monet Exchange. I want to see some, like, that just says money. Like, there needs to be this, there needs to be that, there could be a little of this. I'm like, man, she just structured your entire, entire set. And Monet says it himself. He's like, hey, if there's anything I've learned, if Rue gives you an idea, you take that and run with it. And it's very successful. Spoiler alert again. Very successful for them. Um, another standout is just seeing the queens that really understood the assignment um, in terms of just saying, hey, especially Shay, I think, uh, you know, I she's my hometown, hometown hero queen, always rooting for her. Um, like, see, just seeing her walk up and be like, yeah, you know, like, I've, you know, I have a few brands out already and how she's just able to literally insert herself and also her name into what she's creating i think is yeah, the poor man's toes are phenomenal yeah i'm like this is this is great uh a little nugget that like brought me joy also was um when shay and rue are talking and it's like towards the end of their uh conversation and shay's just like i just have to say you look so good. And he was like, it is like pulling teeth to get a compliment here. Let me just give you a legendary legend stat. <laughs> I'm I love it so much because I am not beneath flattery, working flattery and charm to get me something that I need. And right now she needs, you know, she needs stars. Um, and that was just so, so funny. And then Evie picks up on it afterwards too. So it's it was really interesting. I killed if she actually gave her a star, though. Oh my god! Uh, uh, this, might be, like, this might be this might be me like the whole season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this might be me stepping ahead in terms of ideas, but I kind of hope, or I could see this becoming like a Mario Party situation. Like, what's the gag going to be? Right? Like, everyone's like, right. "I need to win! I need to win! I need to win!" What if you're able to steal a star like you can in Mario Party or you get um, stars for like, the, yeah, like um, the person who won the most mini games, the person who had the most coins, the person who got screwed over the most or like blocked the most. Like, are we going to give like little party stars and like see where it gets see where more stars? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, it's kind of something I, I keep in the back of my head that I'm like. We'll see what the gag is, but maybe it's like Mario Party. I oh my god, and that's something that we've talked about on on previous recap episodes. That I'm like, I'm just waiting for there to be like that Mario Party steal a star moment where it's just like, oh god, like the game changes. 
And um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I would, I would be gagged and I would be living if that did happen because oh, it'd be phenomenal. It'd be just so fun. So fun. But uh, to your, to your point, those were the, the standouts for, for them. And it was really fascinating just seeing Rue, boil it down for them and be like this is it you know your brand you got this or be able to coach and then um direct them in a good uh in a good lane that worked for them or they might have been a little confused or making it convoluted and then really being successful at at the end of it and having that sort of fostering motherly wave yeah absolutely and and a big shout out since we're both in chicago to uh 321 brewer Brewing or three two one brewery because when Shay was talking about the the three one two sorry three one two welcome to Chicago the Florida still pops in and the three two one comes comes out so the funny part is everywhere that I yeah when she was talking about that she's like I have I have the Shea Kool Ale and I was like oh my god I had a Shea Kool Ale can like in my house for so long because it is actually very good beer into i um since moving to illinois from arizona i've really loved uh goose island and so 312 is always one of my go-tos and i can't get it anytime like i really go back to arizona so i do enjoy while i'm here but yeah definitely shout out to them yeah for sure for sure uh so we go from that into a montage a blooper reel i love it. basically this, a blooper reel love it yes and this in a season where they are cutting around any like negative impactable moments yeah that there are like no negative critiques Correct. that it has been like the biggest like highlight reel of amazing things that these queens are doing while filming for us to get a couple of minutes of just straight up bloopers. Yeah. I mean, it was delightful. It was so good. And it was like, it was all, all fuck ups, but nothing that was like, oh my God, this, this is horrible. Like you're not hearing the the bamboo chimes, like the, uh, huh. Yes. There is no Rukakaka. There's no rattlesnake. Uh, there, where is it? Hold on. Is my shade button? Did my shade button finally uh and throw into my shade pant? Apparently. Oh, my shade button. Apparently it's not picking up on my mic. Oh well. I'll insert a shade rattle at some point there. We I can all hear it in our heads. Dry con. It's insidious. Yes. We know it. Rukakakakakaka. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is still Bob the Drag Queen doing it in the the confessional during season eight. <laughs> He's like inserted here. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, we get the blooper reel, which I thought was actually a really cute idea to almost we so we get a little something of the filming. Yeah, but it keeps it all very secretive. Until yeah. we see the final product. Yes. And it's weird because it so goes against what Drag Race normally does. Normally we get to see filming and pieces of it. And obviously there's more. And we get to see, you know, like kind of the, the crafted, edited 
product at the end, but we always get pieces of it. They're always like, here's some, check this out, yeah. watch this. And we got nothing. We got all of the, the fuck ups. We were all and rooting. It was really cool. For you. We were rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it is absolutely delightful to see just them being like figuring it out, working through it. And seeing them have fun, like Raja being like, A stands for I forgot. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, I was like, yes, <laughs> this is just kind of fun. Because even when Rue announced like what the challenge was, I was like, what is this? Like, where are we going to go with this? Is this going to be good? And then to be surprised, like seeing everybody's, uh, their real essentially um, was really fun it was very fun very well done and yeah it's really just been the like highlights of all of these all of these queens yeah absolutely so let's skip to the runway so we're gonna uh, do this a little bit differently because normally uh we get the challenge or we get like aside from the the ball or the design challenges whatever we're doing we usually talk about that first and then yeah. we go into um, the runway as kind of like that last piece of it. We kind of did this a little bit differently on this episode. So I'm going to do that with our, our recap as well. Let's Sorry. talk about the runways. And then we will we'll do some highlights and lowlights from that. And then we'll do some highlights and lowlights from these viral dance challenges. Um, because I think there's some, you know, some highlights and I think some lowlights, at least for me personally. <laughs> There may not have been many negative critiques on the runway. Some things worked better than others, though. But I mean, hey, we all have an opinion. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the runway category for this episode is What Lies Beneath. So this also is a terrifying a... movie that I saw growing up as a, as a sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the... Kind of the, the the premise of this runway is reveals on reveals on reveals. Yep. With a minimum of three looks that are different standalone looks. Yep. That is what the concept is. Do we get all of that? Maybe, maybe not, <laughs> depending on the queen. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk to highlights. Who were your standouts? for the What Lies Beneath runway? Uh, standouts, Jinx and Jada, hands down, are the two that absolutely um, come to mind first. Um, what I found was like, if you watch like a fashion photo review, I don't watch it all the time, but their little like thing, like trend alert, I found that the trend was like, take off a jacket or like take off a cloak like okay like we know it's a reveal challenge right or a reveal mm -hmm. runway i should say so there's your obstacle but is it we're just gonna take like we're just gonna take off a big jacket and reveal something smaller under it or like how are we gonna make this up so the sort of the big trend was i'm coming out in something really big and now i'm gonna take it off woo, woo. i'm like okay like I sound, I think I might sound a little pretentious saying that, but it, it is like, oh, can we like bring up the drama a little bit on some of these? Um, 
I mean, Shay's looks absolutely three standalones um, was sort of that, like I'm taking a big jacket off, but I mean, God damn, like talk about a stunning, like trio of looks. The one thing I would think is that the second one being so sheer, you could see what was coming next, but still, I mean, damn, they looked so good. Um, Evie's, I'm not sure, were three standalone looks if we're just looking at the brief. Uh, I love the concept. I think she is so creative and how her mind works, I think, is something to just be praised in general. But the the two, my two favorites were um, Jinx Monsoon's uh, art, like walkthrough art history was so good um and jada's was the reason i i say hers over like a monet who really did kill it because i love when people can use their platform to bring attention to to issues that that actually matter my two standouts were jada because we've seen uh like one look go into another but then you kind of see it it's like it gets a little shorter i think ben said that in the episode too as a judge like you kind of just see it getting shorter and shorter but hers were a full length gown the entire time and like was it the most seamless transition into something else no but that's that wasn't the brief it was like and she gave you four different looks and it was it had a theme it was whoever made that is an absolute genius it was not only did they all look good, but the way that they f- like flowed right into the next one and laid so beautifully. And then she just looked stunning in the fall look at the end. I was like, damn, like, damn, Jada, you, you really, you really killed that one. I, I agree. I didn't necessarily love every single look, but it was crafted very well. Yeah, I hear you. For four you know floor length gowns um her final look and then that green except i think it was spring and fall um the green like zebra stripe where she took the the, yeah. the piece and i made it a hat and then the final look the fall look that she ended up in the fall look was gorgeous yeah absolutely stunning and i think one of the other pieces to that to kind of piggyback off of what what you were saying that was also brought up bulk tends to happen with these looks especially when they're pull downs because you have all this material that is in one spot and then it it gets transformed a lot of these looks did not look bulky yeah they did not look like oh okay well there's something hiding beneath this look that you're gonna see um absolutely the point of the the coat the reveal coat it, it there have been so many different things like I mean Brooklyn I guess kind of played into it it was a, a meta tongue in cheek one at the season eleven of the final lip sync where she wore a coat that literally just said uh, reveal all over it yeah. <laughs> and then I think on the back said this is the reveal like a, like that's a tongue in cheek uh, manner of it but you look at the year before that Aquaria essentially wore a Jiffy Pop bag. And you were yeah. like, oh, you know, that's not a that's not a look. That's not a first look that you're you would not walk around in that by itself as a standalone look. Yeah. It's also part of the reason why I am still a little mad that Alaska won 
the uh, two in one episode when a she did not hit the brief at all because she essentially just came out in a trash bag. Oh, and we yeah. know that she wears trash bags, but it was like literally just, just a trash bag covering her. her. Yeah, and then she was like, and then dropped it, and that was the the underside of the skirt. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, there are queens that do things like the reveals or the quick changes. If you've never, I don't know personally if you've ever seen this, but for you and any of our listeners, if you have not watched this. Go to YouTube and look up Ivy Winters, My Strongest Suit, uh, the song from the uh, musical Aida. She does this whole performance and does probably close to like 20 quick changes in that number. And it is amazing. So amazingly well done. I saw it back when I think Battle of the Seasons, I think when Bots was still a thing in season six. So it was like the the year after um, her season aired, and it was phenomenal. So when you when it comes down to quick changes and and reveals like that, there are queens that can nail it to a T. Go check out if you. I, I think it should be on YouTube. Just look up Ivy Winters. Ivy Winters, <laughs> my strongest yep. suit, and go check that out. Um, I loved. Monet's, and I know you had mentioned this. I loved Monet's for a couple of reasons. One, the message. Yep. Two, when she came out as uh, you know, representing Harriet Tubman. Yeah, there was. We spent a moment in that character. Correct. So while it was a cloak, and while it was kind of a a covering, we still spent a moment with that character Agreed. as she was doing the runway and then it was the black panther look and then into the blm uh yeah. outfit and i think that each of them worked individually because it looked like a harriet tubman ensemble Absolutely. like it gave a full look it didn't just feel like oh i put a cloak over me and i'm holding a lantern it, it felt like a, a full complete outfit um yes Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna mention I'm going to mention this one here because I don't really know where to mention it otherwise. I I am not a Trinity fan. Mm. I will say this. She looked stunning. Oh, that dress was beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I and I I understand Michelle saying I to an extent understand Michelle saying I didn't I thought more people would take it to a burlesque like point uh, or I have come from a burlesque point of view. Uh-huh. My thing is when you're talking three separate looks, I don't feel like that hits that brief. Okay. Because it's all parts of the same look, just stripped down. But I also didn't think that it wasn't reveals. Mm. So it's a kind of weird middle ground of like, it, it hit the brief of reveals. Yeah. But it didn't hit the brief of three separate looks. I hear you. Me. I do. I do hear that where if if you go off the brief of it needs to be three standalone looks. Um, I mean, when she walked out, I was like, wow, stunning. And um, I mean, I, I do like Trinity. I, um, but I, I do think that, you know, taking the big um, gown aspect off, it is another look, but just taking the, um, flowers off the hips was that look number two are we still in transition like if we're if you get down to like the technicalities if you want to really dig into the brief was it fully delivered sure but not as strong as like others where it was just so definitive and concrete like you saw look after look after look my challenge to that just again from the one standpoint of uh three separate looks take the pieces that she took off Uh can you wear that as a separate look no well no because it was it was really like we were breaking it was like a Look interrupted. <laughs> Look being dis- <laughs> deconstructed. Um, where it was, you know, we start out with one like full, fully beautiful gown, and then the burlesque aspect where we're getting further and further down, but they're not looks. Yeah, no, I hear you. Mm. I, 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 That's- I can, I can appreciate that, and I, I hear that. And I, I'm, I'm saying this to. Not because, not because I give a shit, because I, I, I will have my hot takes and my controversial opinions, but it was a beautiful look. When she walked out, she looked stunning. Did she? Was she gorgeous? Yes. But did she hit the brief? Not in my opinion. Mm. Or at least half of the brief. So kind of a middle ground. And then uh, Jinx fucking knocked it out of the park. Knocked and then one of the things that... of the park. I mean, end of story, just give her the freaking crown. Like... Seriously, nailed it. My the thing that I realized, and I think um, Bob mentioned it on the pit stop, was that every single look was a different silhouette. Yes, yes. So not is... only was it different, like uh, a reveal, but she did different silhouettes for each one, and they yeah. all worked. Like going in, going from the Picasso into the Monet. Um, uh, commentary aside from Michelle, that's funny. Uh, she's like, "Is this Monet?" <laughs> yeah, um, that, that giggled. Uh, if she, yeah, if she came up with that, or the writers did, who, whoever did, hats off to them. I love a dad joke. Um, but going from the Picasso of like very rigid, 
into this like flowy Monet look. Um, yeah, it was it was different every time. And then the third one, um, being more the pop pop style, like a pop art style, um, Andy Warhol, and it being shorter also than the other ones where you're like, okay, then something else is going to be shorter after this. And it wasn't, it was like another surprise. Like those were four, four distinct looks. It was, it was amazing. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it's, it it was phenomenal. Uh, On the flip side, any lowlights for you? You kind of touched on a couple of uh, maybe well, some less successful looks. Yeah, I mean, Evie's, I, I really liked the idea of this um, cocoon being, like, interrupted. Um, and also her makeup and the mask I thought was so cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there was, if I was just like a, meh, really didn't do it for me. I I think Raja could walk out in a potato sack and I'd be like, that's the fiercest thing I've ever seen on anyone. I really liked her, her look. Um, I do think they all did. I mean, I mean, of course they did. They're all great. The, I think that for me, I love the Vivian, her look uh, as like a, the, just, me having a theater background, very Into the Woods, which I appreciated. It's the first show I ever did. So I was like, oh, this is the witch from Into the Woods. Easily. If they were going for it or not, this is the witch from Into the Woods. But it was just a big cloak. And you could see the next one. Again, it was like, it wasn't so much of a reveal. I don't know. That one was not as exciting for me, I think, at the end of the day. Did she look beautiful? Yes. Was it all gorgeous? Absolutely. But... I think it was just the delivery is what I am disappointed in. Oh, maybe disappointed is a strong word or just like uh, lackluster might even be worse. Now, you understand the, what I, what I'm saying. It was just oh, kind yeah. of like, Oh, uh, like you look great, but this could, I, I, hmm, well, okay. Next. Like move on. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, Any, what, uh, what, what might have been some lowlights for you besides the the Trinity we've touched on? Yeah, I did not. I did not like Evie's. It mm-hmm. it. So, and this is going to be horrible because I don't. I don't want to say it, but it felt that way. It felt very crafty, and I feel like Ross Matthews talking to Shakespeare um, on All Stars Five, but it didn't feel. It didn't feel elevated. Okay. And she brings out some great shit, but it just felt like a half of an idea. Gotcha. Okay. And the the slime, was that a part of it? Mm. Was that supposed to be a reveal? Like going back to your, are these three distinct looks even? Like what what are, where is, where are they? Like, are they definitive? Are they concrete? And then the third reveal being the mask? Like, yeah, she looks stunning. That mask was cool. Like that's now, I guess, like that's a new trend alert because I know, um, was it? It wasn't Willow. It was Bosco that had the um, the yeah. the, the feather, yeah. the feather like, head crown, Yeah, yeah. So I know Technology. that that's a, a new. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, for you. I mean, <laughs> I pretty soon it's just gonna take over all of the world. But 
Um, that did not work for me. She's done some great stuff on the runway, and she's done some, in my opinion, meh stuff yeah. on the runway. Agreed. Um, looks stunning, and she's a phenomenal queen and a great person. Like, fucking adore her. Like, she, I've worked with her a couple of times, and fantastic. Um, the Vivian for almost exactly the points that you were talking about. Um, the cloak. If you want to. If you want to see the way that this could have been done, and I think would have been amazing, Alexis Michelle does kind of a, um, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a Snow White thing, but she comes out and like with the like with a face mask or covering that makes her look like the witch, and she's singing, and then spins like hands off the mic and then spins out of it into like a snow white princess type person yeah. i'm gonna try to see if i can find it i'll send it to you i'll see if i can post it on the flame on uh social media but it gave a distinct character as the old hag slash witch yeah and then she spun out of it into a gown i think there could have been a way for for viv to do something similar to that yeah and made them distinct characters and then she just took off the the bottom part of the 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 gown yeah. and had her pants like distinct looks i don't know yeah and um i will just say and and i i i again don't even want to say this because she looked fucking stunning i didn't think shay's really 100% met the brief of three reveals i, because I understand that, yeah that dressing gown was so sheer that it was just another covering. It was the marabou coat into a sheer coat into or you know, sheer dressing gown into the 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 nighty. Yeah. With the little peekaboo ass. Although and Michelle saying I haven't seen a gown with a with an ass cut out. It was like I think we've we've seen it several times. Detox. We saw it this season. I mean, uh, the detox comes we saw to mind it this first. season. Yeah. Yeah, Detox turning around and having that that laced up dress up the back. Yeah, Trinity even having like yeah. uh, peekaboo ass in her red uh, ball look this season. Yeah. Like she made. Uh, also, Trinity was helping other girls make their looks. As maybe this she is the same way into, our, into the challenge <laughs> itself. But like Trinity made Monet's fucking look for the challenge. Uh, yeah, that was Damn. I mean, to, to your point, I, I agree on the three definitive looks, but she did look very stunning. And the last thing I'll say on that before Orange. we move into the challenges probably is um, with the Vivian when she was like, <laughs> the, the fabric was stolen from a production of Wicked was not Wicked for me. It was very Frozen. It was very Elsa at the end of it. I was like, oh, this, I was like, this is Elsa and Frozen with the platinum, like, white blonde hair and it was blue and green but the the cape the flowing cape was very elsa to me i'm like this is not screaming wicked by any means i might be no. colorblind but that that's that's not all green <laughs> no I, I i didn't see elsa in that but or not not elsa i'm sorry i didn't see um Elphaba in that but yeah i don't know i don't know I wasn't there when it was stolen in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yes, let's segue into, so that's the runway. Let's segue into these viral dance challenges. Highlights for you. Who who stood out in this challenge? Jinx. I loved Jinx's. I'm, I'm, I don't do the Tic Tacs, the Tic Tacs. Um, <laughs> the ones that I do see have like kind of filtered down into Instagram or something like that. Um, the dancing challenges aren't really my thing but um uh the dance one that stands out the most to me that was an actual dance i'd be like oh this might be fun is shays the shakedown yeah um it's, it's just super clever it, it's what i loved also is the spelling that whoever in production was doing in terms of like step one the like how they were spelling it out as they're <laughs> as it's being presented also almost like the as if cl- closed captions um was so delightful especially on shows it was like <laughs> <laughs> that mm-hmm. brought me a lot of joy so hers is a standout for me jinx's is, is a standout for all other reasons it's not a dance by any means um, also, it made me really want a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> I was like, "Am I hungry?" That's that. That sounds pretty good. But it was just, it was so funny. Uh, those are my two standouts for sure. And um, Monet had a good dance. Uh, Trinity's I thought was uh, delightful. Also with the t- uh, the tucking tape, it was funny. It was absolutely her. Uh, Raja's I think was very Raja. Because she even said so herself. She's like, I don't do these dances. Do I know what they are? Yeah, she's like, no, I'm not going to do this. So her take on being like that sort of guardian spirit guide, this bohemian aspect, I thought was just very her brand. Even the way she introduced it is like, hi, it's Raja. Just here to like check in. Uh, And Jada did a fine job. I just find that Jada is always like yelling at the same level. Like from the like from the jump, it's like, hey, I'm here. Like it's very much stays at that dynamic a lot. But I, I loved it. I thought she she did a great job. They were all so. I was I was I was delightfully surprised in this episode and the results that that came out of of the challenges. I let's see. So I agree with a lot of what you say in regards to this challenge. I thought I thought Monet took the advice given to her and ran with it. Absolutely. And did something that worked really well. Also now, does she own the color green? Question mark is what she put on social media. And I think she does because she looks fucking great. <laughs> In that green, uh, which when you have Michelle Visage commenting on it in a not negative way, that's always a good thing because you know how much she loves the color green. Yeah, exactly. I fucking lost it during uh, Jinx's like that skit. I mean, it was so good <laughs> when she <laughs> when she was like. And if my son wants a snack, he could go get a fucking job. Yeah, it's uh, it's re- it was really just like the the 
cut to like her being a frustrated mom, single mom. <laughs> like this is hilarious. It's so so well done. <laughs> and so stupid. Uh, and that's and I just loved it. Yeah, I, I agree. I will say this. I actually loved Raja's. Yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I am in my 40s now. And uh, Raja's towards the end of her 40s at this point. And I mean, she's going to put out that she, we're, I think, seven years, seven years apart in age. Wow. Because she graduated in 92, I graduated in 99. So we're roughly seven years apart. Um, But that's not really our scene. Like the viral TikTok dances are not, I only got, I only downloaded the TikTok app within the last like year, maybe even less than that, maybe like eight, six to eight months. And it's mostly to watch like dog videos and random homosexuals, like talking about shit on, on uh, another platform. Like I don't see half the shit on Twitter or Instagram, but to take it from a, a place, especially, so they filmed this last year. So we're like in the midst of the panorama going on. And to have that kind of like nurturing, soothing, healing, like I'm just checking in on you. Yeah. Like it was a different vibe that I absolutely, it just resonated. It, the, the crystals just hummed at a frequency yeah. that absolutely align my chakras all in one in one go and i the the fact that each letter just got more and more ridiculous like as she was spelling out her name was phenomenal that was a standout for me and uh overall i think they were they were all pretty good Let's flip to maybe some that maybe some some things that could have been improved. Do you have any any areas of improvement for some of the queens? Um, the one that I I'd, I'd say was probably my least favorite would have been, um, and this is like splitting hairs, like least favorite, like would probably be the Vivians. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that it's the Vivio the like I, her delivery on everything was hilarious and then spitting it out into like um like vivio eats or vivio vivio sex or you know all, all of these things i was like this is fun the her messing up the ymca or the macy excuse me where she goes <laughs> one way so it's correct for her but from a camera perspective it's backwards so the backup dancers are going how the viewer could see it correctly and she's going the other way and then acknowledges it also in the video i like laughed at uh because it's just again so stupid but her dance is not one that i would even remotely attempt to do a roly-poly no absolutely like a little somersault into another thing no i'm absolutely not i'd i'd need to see a chiropractor <laughs> more so than i already oh, do yeah. um it's, that was probably the one that wasn't as strong for me i was delightfully surprised in evie's i thought it was um was fun and very much her brand where it's like hey you know that's the the weirdo kid who's not like everything it was very much that i that resonated with me in phases of of my life um 
trying to go through the whole Rolodex really quick in my mind. Um, but yeah, I'd say that those, the Vivians would probably be my least favorite overall. And even that it's splitting hairs because there was still like so many little nuggets of gold that, that I could still find in it. I, I want to know why did she get a second video segment after her dance, like her dance video? <laughs> like, like why? She she get that? Why was she the only one that got that? Yeah, maybe maybe it was uh, just like the timing thing. Like they said, you have X amount of time, and she got it done real quick. And was like, boop, boop, boop. who knows? Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, she was she was a a a lesser uh, standout for me, partially because of that roly poly. Um, I so I'm gonna slightly sound like I'm contradicting myself from what I said as we were talking about the, the challenge at the beginning of, of all of this, I was less in love with Evie's because it felt like it was a, a portion of her brand, but like her no bones thing, like where was there more? Mm. I wanted more bendy. I wanted a little more. I, I like that. She, she's taken the expansion of like the queerdos and and like that aspect of it because i love the fact that she is trying to be a beacon of hope i don't even want to say of light but of hope for kids that feel like they're outcasts yeah because we've all felt that at some point in time and to have somebody out there that's really kind of being that beacon is amazing i just didn't i like i just i didn't isn't there were the jokes? I like the video. I don't necessarily know if I like the dance. Yeah. My other critique of most of these queens, except for a few, and that would be like Shay, which I love Shay's. Um, and I love the Alan Ailey uh reference. Um, because growing up I, I would see like ad, uh, advertisements for the Alvin Ailey School of Dance. Uh-huh. So it was something be you know, something that just like I was like, oh, I'm a little older and it it, it hits a little a, d- a different spot for me. Um certain queens like Shay, and I think Jinx, and I'm trying to remember it, not not all of them did, but not all of them didn't. When you're outlining a dance that's supposed to be a, a, a social media a TikTok dance and you're going to give me the steps, then give me just the steps for the dance. Yeah. If that means that there are six steps, then give me those six steps. One of the things that I, and I, on the flip side of loving Monet's, Monet along with a couple of the queens gave you like four moves, but then improv a whole bunch of other shit. Correct. They like walked in. It was like, boom, cat, cat. Boom, cat, cat. And then there was the money, the money down, the money yeah. across, and then the um, throwing and then there's money. Like all this extra like dancing. Yeah. I'm like, what? Where did this choreography come from? Because that's not what you were teaching me in your in your segment. I agree. That is something that stood out to me too. I was like, where did this come from? And it was like walking in, walking out. Uh, uh, teach me, yeah. teach me what I need to know. Exactly, because. That's the whole point of a viral dance is that everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. Whether whatever the scenario is might be different or where they do it might be different. But you're giving me like it's this, 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 this done. Yep. 
it didn't always work that way. And, you know, queens like Monet and Viv and Evie, they they incorporated extra to it, which is fine. They looked great doing it, but it it felt like it fell outside of the parameters of what you've taught me. Yeah. And if you're not, if I don't know those extra parts, like, or you can say freestyle, like, you know, yeah. you know, go crazy and then come back to like step five, cha-cha, whatever. Like that was my, that was what I realized watching. And I was like, these aren't this, like, there's more steps that are not being shown here. And I need to see those steps to make this, to make this work. Yeah. Um, but but overall, overall it was a great challenge. I thought it was a, a great challenge. It was an interesting and unique and different challenge for the franchise, and I like that. Yeah. So we get through the, the video presentations, we've gotten through the runway, we come back from judges' deliberation, and RuPaul says that the winners, the top two of this week are Monet Change. And Jinx Monsoon. And they both won legendary, 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 legend stars. Bringing Jinx now up to a tie with Jada at three stars. And giving Monet her second star. Yep. Do you agree with the top two? Um, Jinx for sure. I think my other, um, When I first watched it, like my first instinct was thinking that Trinity was gonna be the other, the other top winner. But after our discussion now, I think my my initial instincts were were different. Um, Shay was up there too. I guess now looking back and after us kind of like talking about stuff, yeah, I do I do think that it is. It is absolutely a Monet and Jinx. Clearly a Jinx. It was a hands down. That was like a okay, yep. Um, but yeah, I, I do I do now agree with it. Yes. And yes, and, and as you were as I cut you off when I was saying poor Shay sitting on one star island by herself. <laughs> I know. Well, this is the first thing when I was like when Monet was announced, I'm like, uh, because I like I'm just a very big fan of Shay, it's, I'm always going to root for a hometown hero. Am I from Chicago? No. Do I live here now? Yes. It's like, I just have a, a, we have a very, like, we, you hold pride for places you choose to live. Um, and, you know, being able to see them out and about and, like, meet them um, through through mutual friends and be able to, like, sit and chat for just a little bit and just really enjoy their, um, their, their just presence and, you know, company. I very much am rooting for them still. Uh, I just, I wish we would have given her the legendary star for the compliment. I wanted to th- keep throwing them out. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been phenomenal. But yes, yes. Well, there is still time. There's still two more episodes. Still time, where... absolutely. There absolutely is. So we go to our lip sync. Which, for the first time in Drag Race history, is not a musical number. Correct. It is a spoken word to the famous, the queerly famous 
the night the lights went out in Georgia monologue that Julia Sugarbaker says to Marjorie mm-hmm. from Designing Women. Yep. What did you think about this history breaking moments and doing I, a spoken word lip sync? I loved it because when I do go see a drag show, I do love when they get into like a, a spoken word, like uh, transition. Like a big one that comes to mind is if you have ever seen uh, Bob the Drag Queen do crazy. Um, if not, like just go to YouTube and look it up. Um, they're in a bar doing it. And it is so fun to see them like go from a, a, a song, lip syncing a song and, you know, dragging it up to then dragging up this already iconic and memorable pop culture reference. Um, I think Jinx, I would have just cast in that type of role anyway. She fit the character so much. And then Monet really took it to a more of a drag place with some of her mm-hmm. um, gestures and energy. And even though her physicality might not have matched what you thought the audio was, um, that for me, there were some references that she just did. Like there was when she started talking about flames and she gestures mm-hmm. towards her face. It made me think of Madeline Kahn and clue the move and uh, clue the movie being like flames on the side of my face. Like, and then I just started laughing and I'm like, this, this has layers to it. Um, I think Jinx also killed it. It was, you know, splitting hairs. It could have gone either way. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, a cool, fun idea. I thought they both did a great job. They both knew the words. <laughs> there wasn't a turn and face up stage for a pop song. It wasn't a take, you know, I'd like to keep it on, please, moment. They knew all the words. And it was it was good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I agree. And that is definitely something that's been called out. Uh, I forget who called it out on the pit stop when they were talking to Bob about I think it was episode one. Oh, I think they were yeah, also talking about them. Monet. Because, like, she would turn her yeah. face on stage, and Bob would be like, oh, she does this. And uh, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was, I think it was Katya was on, was the guest. And she's like, well, she probably doesn't know the words. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's what it is. And when you're doing a spoken word, you have to, like, you have to, one, be on point. Yeah. Um, sp- spoken word there are no, there's no cues, there's no music, there is no beat or tempo to mm. it to keep you on track. Correct. It's super, super difficult. And if you watch TikTok videos and you watch people doing the lip sync uh, things on there, you will see how difficult it is to do because nine out of ten times, people are off when they do their lip syncs on TikTok yep. videos. Or throwback, so, throwback even to Katya and the their like musical airline um yeah challenge where she was coming out and had to start it all and was just didn't didn't nail it and landed the bottom of them might have been when she went home i'm not sure i think it was season seven no glamazonian airways it was uh when sasha bell went home oh gotcha but it definitely landed her in the bottom yeah like, oh yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. it's no. it's hard it is it is hard even uh, Shangela All-Stars uh, 3, like having the Mariah Carey piece, it's not sung. It's just all about timing. You just have to know the words. Um, it's it's great when it's great, and it's so easily flopped. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Monet is declared the winner of the lip sync. And I agree with you. She did drag it up more. Yeah. And I, I could definitely tell that she was going to uh, to take this. So it is her first lip sync win. Her second uh, challenge win. Her first lip sync win. She gets her $10,000 hairs cash prize. And the power to block one of her sisters. And um, does a, a fun little uh, walk down the, the row. And ends up blocking Raja. So right. Raja gets her wish. And now uh, has been blocked and learns the secrets of the plunger. Yeah. And uh, we will see the shakedown of her getting to know the secret of the plunger on the next episode, which is a roast challenge. Yes. A roast-esque challenge. The, and the clips that they had coming out of it just in the previews, I was like, this. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be very funny. I am a bit more skeptical of roasts in a in a COVID world because we don't have an audience. Sure. And um I forget I don't I don't know if it was Luke or if it was somebody else that was that I was talking to about this. I there is a little something that's missing when there isn't an audience. Correct. Yeah, it's there, very difficult. There is a little yeah, there's a little emptiness in the, in the challenges because you don't have the laughter, you don't have the 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 audience that they're playing off of you're just playing off of the four judges and it's very empty very hollow but these queens are oh yeah we were talking about the draguation speeches yeah that's what it was because there was a lot of jokes in there and you're playing to uh, essentially an empty room yeah it's like doing comedy on zoom (laughs) you know what i mean Uh, Uh, pretty much everybody's on mute and that's what you got yep Except for that one person who isn't on mute and they're laughing, and that's RuPaul. But, but yeah, I'm excited for for this next challenge. And I actually remembered what it, what it was. Normally, I'm like, oh god, what was the next? What's the next challenge going to be? But yes, we have another comedy challenge. I'm super excited for it. Um, but before we sign off and we finish up our, our conversation about Drag Race, TC, who are your top two? Who will be standing atop Mount Rucropolis, lip syncing for the crown and the title of Queen of All Queens, in your opinion? Jinx Monsoon. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stand my guns and and keep going with my my uh, hometown hero Shea Coulee. There were my two going into it, and I'm I'm standing behind it. But those are my two. If you look at it from a numbers game, who knows? But Jinx is definitely the front runner in my opinion. But I'm hoping yeah. that yeah. Mario Party rules are going to be <laughs> engaged and we're going to have stars stolen. We're going to have other stars awarded and Jay's going to be there in the top four with everyone. Very nice. I, I'm going to go back to my, my Jinx and Monet. I, I, I went with uh, a little Raja last week. Mm. But I... I I want to see my two. Like those, those are my homegirls. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I want to see them in the top. I want to see them in the top four, and I want to see them um, battling it out. I, it's so tough because I would be happy with either of them winning. I really want to see Jinx win. Yeah, but at the same time, I really want to see Monet win. Like, 
I will be heartbroken for if those are the two at the end. Like if those were the two that were there, I it would be like Sophie's choice. I wouldn't know who I would want to win, and I don't yeah. know who I would be okay with losing because I I, I love both of them as people and as queens, and, and they're yeah. awesome. And and we'll see how it all shakes out come uh, a couple of weeks from now. So we shall see. Going, Stay tuned. Be interesting. Exactly. Well. Dear listeners, I want you to uh, cheer at your your podcast listening apparatus device and uh, join me in thanking TC for joining this recap episode. TC, thank you for for hanging out, talking uh, talking trash about the queens. We didn't really talk trash, but uh, giving your opinion and your your hot takes on this episode. Um, if you would like, you can let our listeners know where they can follow you on the socials. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm on Instagram, at least. Uh, it's just my name, TC Fair. If that is something that somebody is into, I'm not terribly active or a promoter in that sense. But um, no, thanks for inviting me to just sit and, you know, shoot the shit. I do this, you know, all the time. <laughs> we, have, I have two cents. I'm happy to share them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is there time for one more? <laughs> I love that we're also on camera too because it says, Is this my camera? <laughs> <laughs> this of my course, camera. we have time for since one more, Pat. <laughs> since we're at the midway point, it's time for a song. <laughs> Don't be jealous of my boogie. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, TC, thank you again. Dear listeners, we will be back next week with another recap. Uh, we've just celebrated our 300th episode of Flame On. That is in the feed right before this with our pop culture roundup. Thank you for being with us for 300 episodes. For those who've been around for, for the duration, those of you who are new joining us, we thank you for joining us on the ride uh, in progress. And uh, with this being episode 301, we look forward to more and more episodes coming your way. So check us out. We're out every two weeks. These recaps are weekly until All-Star Season 7 is done. And then we're back to our regular two episodes a month schedule. Um, but check us out online, flameonshow.com, where you can find all of our socials, our Twitch, our YouTube channel. You can find our Threadless shop, where you can buy your own Flame On merch. And uh, you can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Flame On Show. Join at any one of the four levels that we have available. And you could potentially be our newest house member that co-hosts our Pop Culture Roundup. So until next time, dear listeners, bye bitch. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.